Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And I'm your host, Craig Faye. And this week we, oh, Craig, we're doing Chicago, <laughs> my hey. favorite, a musical. Yeah, you know, and you know the musical that everybody is talking about right now? Uh, not that one. <laughs> no, that we're one, doing no. Chicago. Yeah, 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 a different one from the, a while ago. Uh, but, okay, so the reason reason that we're doing this you're blaming me for making us do it <laughs> i just like but, to blame you craig i know it's not you i just uh, no. i have too much fun but what i will say is uh as, as uh, uh, our frequent listeners know uh we have a monthly uh audience choice on patreon and last m- last month yeah i don't know uh when the voting actually happened but it was so tight so we aristocats ended up taking it but it was such a tight race that this was like the closest second that we've ever had. So we kind of bumped it up a little bit in our schedule. Uh, but it's been it's been widely requested. Uh, it's been highly voted on. Uh, this is like this is like an audience choice minor is what I'm gonna call this one. Dude, this movie <laughs> gave me anxiety, man. Yeah. I haven't seen so much evil in a musical. Since High School Musical, I haven't seen it. Okay, it's it's there's 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 so much to unpack. Yeah, there's a this is like this is this is Rent for Criminals, I think. Yeah, kind of. It's, this is uh, Rent, or, or I should specify more clearly, not criminal, because criminals. I could I could argue a criminal any day of the week. Okay, I, there's I think there's lots of criminals that were probably correct. Um, murderers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, murder's one of the big ones. Murder's, yeah, murder's the, uh, the big one. That and gets on the top top five list for sure. Okay, so of as, crimes that are actually bad. <laughs> so since this was my first viewing, yeah. If you wouldn't mind, Craig, I'm gonna throw it to you. <laughs> To describe what this movie is about, because there was a lot of moments where, like, I definitely understand the plot line. I get what's happening. But some of it is just so wild to me. (laughs) Oh, of course. So um, uh, Chicago, uh, it's a famous musical. It was a it was actually a movie before this and before that it was a stage play or something in that order. So this this story goes all the way back to like 1926, uh, back when this is like actually set. Um, so what happens is uh, we start off and we're introduced to uh, Roxy Hart, played by the phenomenal Renee Zellweger. And uh, she murders a man that she is having an affair with and asks her husband to take the fall for her so she doesn't go to jail, saying that it's a robbery. They figure that out. She goes to jail. Um, oh, sorry, the, the movie actually starts with Velma, a uh, jazz singer mm-hmm. uh, having murdered her sister and husband. And Roxy and uh, Velma end up in prison together. And uh, they're both sort of, um, I guess, courting the attention of a very successful criminal defense lawyer, uh, Billy, Billy Flynn, played by Richard Gere, who is trying to get them off on their murder charges. Um and it's kind of this conflict between the two of them as to who's going to get the most attention from that. And at the same time, 
they're both trying to spin the fame and publicity that they're getting from being these uh, women on trial for murder uh, in Chicago, by the way, that's where the, that's where the musical gets its name from. It takes place in <laughs> Chicago. Uh, <laughs> I should have hoped so. <laughs> yeah. I just, I can imagine someone getting to the end of this episode and be like, but why is it called Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> takes place uh, in Texas. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> just Austin. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so ultimately they want to become famous singers and dancers and jazz, uh, jazz singers at the at the end and it's kind of the play out of the trial i think that that's kind of was there any uh questions that you had like regarding it like why certain stuff happened or i guess my question kind of is is everyone the villain in this movie yeah probably (laughs) (laughs) i guess that's kind of because I, i kept trying to see who was ultimately supposed to be the worst and yeah. I just I have I assume that's Roxy. <laughs> like I'm just like you are probably the worst. Uh well I think the movie intends Roxy to be the main character. So I think well, Yeah, but the main character can be the villain. <laughs> yeah, I think uh Velma in this case, uh Catherine Zeta Jones's character, in my opinion, would be the movie's villain. Oh, see, for me, she okay. So I, I could definitely see coming at it from that <laughs> angle and being like, well, yeah, like I think, I think. Uh... So if we set the bar at um, everyone's a murderer, <laughs> <laughs> so everyone you literally have to do that for this movie. So uh, so in the hundred in the hundred meter dash of villainy that is this movie, uh, everyone's starting at the 80, 80 meter line. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like we're. Yep. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. We're starting most of the way there. Is bad in this movie, to be clear. So any defense that I make for anybody is only that they might be worse or better than another character in this movie. I think fundamentally all of these people are trash. Right. (laughs) So so understanding that we're starting real near the finish line in terms of villainy here, uh, what I would say is Roxy is our uh, main character. I feel like we're supposed to be somewhat sympathetic to her reasons for murdering her lover uh we'll get into that in a second um but velma i would say is sort of portrayed as the villain because when it starts off she has billy's attention um she's getting all the publicity and is refusing to help roxy who is in a very similar situation because of their uh differing social um levels like Roxy is, fa- or sorry, uh, Velma is famous and refuses to help Roxy, who's just a wannabe. That's what I would argue in terms of for Velma being the villain of this. Okay, all right. Well, see, I I take I take issue with that because to me it's like, uh, first of all, you're not on the same. I don't know. You're not on the same level. You're not doing the same things like to compare to what I would find very similar scenes because there's there's a scene that's supposed to be a callback to an original scene where uh, Roxy is imprisoned. Okay. And she tries to talk to uh, Velma and be like, okay, like I'm just trying to get some advice or whatever. Velma tells her don't basically all she has to say to her is like, don't touch my things. Right. Okay, which I think is fair for somebody that's like, I'm a fan. Here's your underwear. All right. Um, <laughs> ah, fair no. enough. Okay, yeah. fair enough. That's Don't a fair response to me. Um, 
when Roxy is in the same situation, okay, right. and she is able to, to you know what I mean, help her out, do something, she also refuses. But she doesn't just say, don't touch my shit. She says, you're a husband and you're going to be in jail for the rest of your life. Okay. <laughs> little, little harsher, I think, than don't touch my stuff. Okay. That's yeah. how I feel about that. Like she, she turns so much faster to me. Why I find uh, Velma's character way more sympathetic is because this is a woman that's actually been in this for a while. You know what I mean? She has made a name for herself. There seems to be a, uh, a reason for this diva attitude. We can trace it back. We could have some understanding for it. Um, Roxy, she had the successful sister. Yeah. yeah. Roxy's coming out of nowhere, and it's the second it turns, she is immediately a different person. Like, she's yes. immediately like, okay, so this is a role I'm going to play um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know much about the original music. Like, I don't know much about the lore of this movie and what have you, but it does just very much like you're watching a woman have a mental breakdown. <laughs> That's how it translates to me. I'm like, this woman's just having a mental breakdown. She wants to be in show business so much. She sees it everywhere around her. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it's just all happening in her mind. Ooh. That's yeah. honestly, that's how I took it. And yeah, I, I know good. that I could be very wrong and I'm reading in a lot of these musicals are just as they are. Okay. They're <laughs> supposed to be ridiculous. I don't know. Honestly, watching this movie, I, between this and rent and a couple other musicals, I'm like, what is going on with these musical theater kids, man? Okay. Cause we're going down some dark tunnels. Okay. Some of this movie is dark. Okay. Yeah, it's about murder. It's about uh, it's about a corrupt criminal law system. It's uh, yeah, yeah. It's a dark fucking movie, and that's why you sing about it because it yeah, lightens well, yes, the mood. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all that, <laughs> all that jazz is about. Uh, it's a it's a fun little tune. I've been singing it around the house, but it's to it's it's it happens literally after a woman murders somebody. Mm-hmm. Like she just murdered her husband and uh, sister. Slash business partner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, to me, okay, so let me talk about Roxy's murder here. Yeah. Okay, because, like, I I don't know. If it was written even slightly differently, I would view this character so, like, I, I would have a lot more favorable feelings towards her. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, in what, if he in was, what way, if, though? Because I, I don't in, disagree with you, but, like, I'm interested. In, in the way you. of, like, if we were in the middle of an attack, like, if I fe- if he wasn't leaving, right? this is a different scenario, okay? This is a little different. But you can't, and this comes up more than once, you can't shoot somebody that's leaving <laughs> and then goes, well, it was self-defense. No, they're leaving. Okay. They're freaking leaving. And I'm sorry. Okay. I'm, and, and maybe it's just cause I hate her character so much, but I'm just like, you can't get mad at him for cheating when you were also cheating. Right. Okay. And you can't get mad at him for just coming here for a piece of ass when all you wanted was to get a boost in your career. 
I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I can't, I can't side with you. It's know what not I mean? a healthy relationship. <laughs> you're both wrong. I think you're both trash. You probably deserve each other on a certain level, but like, I can't, there's no, there's literally no justification. Okay. Oh. In my mind. Okay. There, it's, it's, does sure. he push her? Yes. Okay. Do I think this guy's trash? If I'm correct. Craig. Oh my God. By the way, the casting so good. The fact that oh. it's uh what's his face from the wire. Uh, I was just like, yeah, you're on screen for like five minutes and I believe you're a piece of shit. So, so good. Dominic they, honestly, I, I, as much as, and I am going to trash this whole movie. Okay. I am phenomenal movie. <laughs> okay, like, <laughs> yeah. It's actually very entertaining. Oh yeah. The, I'm going to sing all that jazz forever. Um, I've it's been in my head. All these songs. Honestly, I, I'm just going to go on record here saying I didn't love this movie when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but rewatching it now, I was like, Oh fuck. These are all bangers. I like it. I'm going oh, around the house singing. Yeah. Super fun to watch. Okay. Yeah. But it's if you, sexy. It's, uh, it's, but none of these energy. are redeemable characters. Like, I don't feel for no. any of these of people, <laughs> really. I don't feel for anybody. So it's just kind of like something to, I, I, I don't know how to say this. It, it, it's something to observe and not so much for your own feelings. You know what I mean? Because sometimes I watch yeah. a movie to honestly deal with my own feelings. <laughs> if I'm that makes any that. sense. <laughs> And uh, this movie is not that, okay? This movie gives me no feelings one way or the other, particularly, because I'm like, (laughs) do I hate these men? Absolutely. You're doing a great job of making me hate these men. Right. Do I think they should be murdered? No. (laughs) No, I do not believe they should be murdered. Yeah. So so I do find it uh, kind of funny that you said, like, if the story was any different, then I would have sympathy on her, which is basically what Billy does in the movie is he changes the story so yeah. that to get the jury's uh, reward. But I'll, I'll throw this out here at you because I think this is a frame in which you can see both Velma and Roxy as not horrible villains, which is specifically the cell block tango number where it's all the women on uh, uh, in prison for murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're all singing the song about the men that they've killed. So, yeah. so you mean the, the one that starts with he was blowing gum? Yeah, I don't think that was horribly justified. Okay. <laughs> but what I will what I will float here is takes place in the 1920s. Um that the women don't have any agency uh in their lives and so have been pushed to this. Oh, Craig, abs- okay, kid. More sympathetic. Could I not be? Okay, to the plight <laughs> of women in 1920. Absolutely. Okay, dude. But my 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 thing is with this particular movie specifically is that there's 90% of the reasons they give is cheating and one of the reasons is blowing gum. There's no other reasons. It's all cheating. It's all cheating, okay? Which uh, yeah okay true okay, uh, except uh, for maybe the Hungarian we don't actually know we don't what she know yeah I think I think she was wasn't guilty but anyway oh yeah probably uh, yeah I think yeah, she yeah. was the only one who wasn't guilty yes <laughs> which is again super dark uh, <laughs> but these uh, these these uh, if you change the dialogue and you make at least a couple of these reasons because there are in the 1920s I'm sure there was a couple of reasons. Okay, a couple of really good reasons. And at no point was any of those really dropped. 
for me. Because I think if you sprinkled in one or two, like, oh, like I was like regularly getting beaten at home. Oh, absolutely. Okay, that's a lady I can get behind. Okay, that's somebody I can have sympathy for. If our two main characters are, all they want in life is fame and fortune and they're willing to kill for it, it's... I, 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 I can't attach myself to that. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the movie knows it. Like that's a, like, to be fair to the movie, the point oh. of the movie is like how all this is turned into a circus and we're making, uh, you know, um, y- you know, celebrities out of murderers and that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah. I think that, <laughs> I think, I think the ultimate victim of this, like you can't help, but feel bad for Amos though. Uh, John C. Riley's character, Mr. Cellophane. Mm. Oh, he got done so bad. What? Uh, <laughs> oh, he like, did. But like at a moment I was like, come on, buddy. Like, <laughs> yeah, you need I'm to sorry. <laughs> like halfway through, I'm tot- I totally agree with you. Mr. Cellophane. Absolutely. Okay. Great tune. Thought he nailed it. Um, I think everybody in this movie has had great performances, obviously. Um, Phenomenal casting, great performances. And I'm on board with this character until about halfway through. And I'm like, man, you're not even doing like math right now. You know what I mean? (laughs) And I understand because like the, the funny thing about their relationship is it kind of like, I, I do have sympathy for him to a certain degree, obviously. Um, because they have a s- similar relationship to, um, they introduce Lucy Liu's character very quickly. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very briefly she's in and there's something very specific that the guy says that I'm like, okay, I will say Chicago, they do write good triggering sentences where I'm like, Oh, 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 I'd have a full ass meltdown. Okay. I'd have a full ass meltdown. If, if, I caught somebody cheating on me and they said, don't believe what you see, believe what I tell you. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna burn this house down. <laughs> I am going to burn this house down right now. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. So to me, the interesting thing is, is that that relationship to me is their relationship only switched. So, um, Oh, I didn't catch so that. So Roxy's you're right. character to me is very much like she, it's super manipulative. Okay. She knows she's being manipulative and she uses like, uh, she uses Amos like John C. Riley's character as this, as this person of like, don't believe what you see, believe what I tell you. And that's it. And it's just like, well, how can you not hear it in yourself that you're being as shitty as the, these, these men around you that aren't giving you rights. Yeah. Excellent point. I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, I just feel Trig- so bad. Oh man, for- there are some good freaking triggers though. Man. Yeah, what, what other oh, ones? Oh man, there? oh at the beginning, if if somebody, if a man was inside of me, okay, and called me kiddo at the same time, oh my sweet Jesus, this is <laughs> this is super duper over. Okay, this is so done. You can't even begin to understand, kiddo kiddo are they serious i used to i used to i dated a guy really briefly in university that would always call me kiddo and i couldn't pinpoint exactly what drove me 
fucking crazy about it. And it was probably that we were the same age. I think that's what bothered me. But it is this condescending, I know more than you. You're a woman, so I'm going to call you kiddo. And... I don't know. Maybe this is just my quarantine rage talking, but it really drives me crazy. <laughs> it really bothers me. Especially yeah. during sex. Like, I can't imagine having sex and being like, oh, you're a child. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Yeah. Oh, it's, you know uh... what I mean? <laughs> Freaks me out. I don't care for it. Okay. Uh, the lawyer also trash man. Trash man for sure. Okay. Okay. Could I argue he is just doing his job within the scope of what the law has allowed him to do? Perhaps. But he also knows he's fucking committing crimes. He's lying his face off. Okay. He's lying his face off. Um, He's also, there's the, there's such weird there's something a little unsettling about watching this movie for me in the sense of like, there's always this weird power dynamic between men and women that makes mm. me super like, I'm just like, Ugh. like, like I've, I've experienced some of this in real life and I just don't want to, I just don't want to deal with this right now. You know? I don't want to engage with this, fa- this feeling for fantasy. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I would argue that he is defensible in that like one, he is, so Roxy tries to seduce him as like a means of payment and he just immediately shuts her down. And he's like, that's not what I fucking mm-hmm. do. The whole, I, I love the whole song is all I care about is love juxtaposed by the fact that really all he cares about is money. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah, I can't fault him for knowing how the system works. I don't think the system should work that way. Uh, I, I, I think it still does operate that way where you turn the whole court system into a circus and you, you win things in the media and you get public support and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can't say that being good at your job in a bad system is, well, I don't know. Now I'm talking myself out of it. I do that honestly often on here where I'm like, oh, I'll be halfway through a thought. I'm like, do I agree with this right now? Because I'm like, (laughs) I I feel like I'm going to, you can, and I know you know, listeners, which moments I'm talking about because I go back and correct myself five minutes later because I've been thinking about it for that whole five yeah. minutes. I'm like, no, 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 no. We have to backtrack. This, this is not this, correct. <laughs> well, the dear listeners, this is not scripted. Uh, we are, fig- <laughs> we are figuring this out all for ourselves in real time. And, uh, we just have the balls to record it. I don't know why. Uh, uh it's probably going to go badly for us. It's so we're probably going to end up defending the Terminator or something like that. Oh my God. Uh, I don't care. I, I liked it. I'm yeah. into it. <laughs> no, it was a fun one. I That's, love that. I just put up always as our most indefensible villain that we've. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> what do you think about uh, Queen Latifah's character? I was just gonna get to that because you were talking about like power dynamics and mm-hmm. and so here we have uh, a woman with power over the women. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of like her. I think she's kind of badass in it. What are your takes? Yeah. Yeah, I've got nothing but positive things to say about Queen Latifah. Mind you, I am, I will be shaded no matter what. Like, I am a Queen Latifah 
fan. I am a fan. I, I, I think this woman can do no wrong. And anything I see her in, I think she is a lovely treat. So uh, I, I present for the jury uh, bringing down the house with Steve Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I didn't still think she's either. great. Yeah, probably I, is like good anything. At it. See, because I'm not saying Queen Latifah has not been in shit movies. Okay, Queen Latifah has been in some shit movies. Okay, but she made each and every one of them better by being in it. Okay, excellent, and, excellent and, point. And that is the hill I will tie on. Was she in, was it Taxi that she was in with yeah, Jimmy Fallon? She was, yeah, she was. Yeah. Oh she man, was. she has been in some stinkers. Yo, but she made it better. Like, yeah, can you imagine no, that okay. movie without her? Oh my God, and just Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy, <laughs> I'm the worst straight man in the world, Fallon. Oh, uh, excellent point. Yeah. God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I can't, I can't ever fault her for being in it. But I feel I feel like her and John C. Riley are both uh, in the same position. Where did you see? I think it was the Oscars a couple years after Chicago won, where John C. Riley and Will Ferrell did a musical number together. About Will Ferrell was just singing about how like comedies and stuff never get nominated, and then John C. Riley came out and was like, "You can do both. You can be in Talladega Nights <laughs> and and be in an Oscar nominated Chicago." And I have never been able to not think of John C. Riley at like in that context whatsoever. Cause you'll see him in like serious dramas that get legitimate awards. And then you see him shake and bake. Like it's, and I think I'm, Queen Latifah, you could argue is kind of in that category too. Oh yeah. 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 Well, it's like, I mean, she was a Like you and I T Y come on. Are you kidding me? Queen Latifah, baby. Love her. She can do no wrong. I'll tell you. Do whatever you want. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, and now that we are talking about Queen Latifah in this movie, I do have one question for you. Mm. That whole song. It's very sexual. Oh, yeah. Is she, her tits for tat. Is, is she, is she having sex with these women? I believe that is implied. <laughs> okay. So it's sexual favors for I, I was getting vibes, although like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think they ever, cause I was looking for that specifically and I don't think they ever outright say it. There's always just like kind of a wink that maybe this is something that's going on. Right. Like it's a prison sex thing. Like she's in but charge. I'm not 100% she's not sure. Yeah. That's she's always, I'm... she's always asking for money, man. Yeah. That's also actually very true. Like giving out cigarettes and like making phone calls and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I but think the she also song just is... enjoys the game too. Oh yeah. She likes to play. That song is so sexual though, where I'm just like, how could it not be? Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why honestly when she was saying that, I was like, Man, I forgot Queen Latifah can get it. <laughs> yeah? Oh no that didn't do anything for you. Oh, I mean it was it very well done, yeah. Mm. No, it's <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, she's good in this. I yeah, I think so. Do you you think everything she does is justified? And well, Queen Latifah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you got to play the cards that you're given, right? Like she's in prison. I don't think she's getting out. I think she's long term, right? Mm-hmm. And she's she's found a little niche for herself, I think. Uh, and and also, like, look who she's ripping off. And by ripping off, she's 
she's still providing <laughs> services. It's just that the price has got up. Like $50 a phone call in 1920s? Are you kidding me? Steep. Like she's making mint. But this Steep. Yeah, no, I guess you're right. It like, just in in the spec in the scope of bad things that have happened in this movie, taking money for phone calls and favors is probably fine. Yeah. I think <laughs> I was saying before most of the characters are at the uh, 80 meter mark and that 100 meter dash. I think Queen Latifah probably uh, probably somewhere around the 50 meter mark. We don't actually know what she ever did to be in prison, do we? No, I don't think that's a. I didn't even know she was technically a prisoner, to be honest with you. <laughs> that did not register. Oh, did you to think me. she was like the. Uh, I, don't know, I just thought she maybe she. Yeah. Oh. But, <laughs> but I could be wrong. I feel like she was also a prisoner. Like she was the, she's the one that gets you the, like, you know what I mean? Like she's the one mm-hmm. that you go to for like shivs and uh, like a bottle of whiskey and phone calls and like a packet of cigarettes and stuff like that. I've, I, you know, I'm pretty much an authority on being in prison. No, <laughs> I think uh, I've seen enough prison shows where it's like, there's always that one person who can get you anything. I just thought like she's just walking around getting interviews and stuff. Everybody knows she's walking outside of the cells. Oh, yeah. Like I, I, I didn't think that she was one. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being, <laughs> I guess I assumed that because she was in the women's prison that she, but maybe she's the warden. That's I, 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 I don't know. I, don't, why. I honestly don't know now. <laughs> I, <laughs> both make sense to me. I think at one point she was wearing a badge too. Jesus, if you know, please let us know because clearly we did not watch this movie closely enough. Uh, fuck. All right. <laughs> I'm trying to pull it up to find yeah, out. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I genuinely thought she was like the I don't know, the warden, I guess. That might make more sense because you're right. She is out of prison and walking around at some point. Like, I don't think you ever see her outside, outside. Uh, I think we see her on the courtroom steps at one point. Oh, well then, boom. She's probably, yeah. She might be the warden. Jesus. Okay. This is, like, you know how you go in your, like, you've got one notion of something your entire life. You're like, yeah, she's a a prisoner. She gets what they want. And then it's just mind blown right now. Mind blown. Although, who who is to say what's happening here? Because we've got women that are putting on shows uh, like they're they're hiring murderers for shows because they think that's interesting. I I don't know what's going on in the society right now. <laughs> There's like literally watching this movie. I was like, this is a hellscape for me. Okay, <laughs> like you have all of these women in danger or either have been cheated on and they feel like they have no move, so they make an extreme move, and then you know you're. You're doing the song and dance for the courtroom, and it only matters if you're popular; otherwise, you'll die. I'm like, this is literally. I I was I I felt like I was having like a stage seven anxiety attack oh at some, some of these points. Like I was. Oh like, no! This isn't right. <laughs> oh no! No, music, musicals are fun. Bob Fosse, come on, he's doing a. They're dancing and. Uh, uh, they both reached for the gun. Come on. That's a little ventriloquist. Some music, I don't know why some music just hits me where, you know, what's crazy. I was talking to somebody about this the other day 
And I didn't realize this was weird, but I was like, obviously that's weird. I just never put it in this uh, category. When I was growing up, um, we couldn't listen to ABBA in my house. My mom forbid it. Um, you were, we were not allowed no ABBA okay no ABBA because when she was growing up I guess like her sister listened to ABBA all the time or whatever so we weren't allowed to play it in the house like point okay. so now to this day if I hear an ABBA song I feel a little badass like I feel like I'm being a little bad and you should never feel that way when you're listening to fucking ABBA man it's such a weird sensation. I, Dancing Queen comes on, and I'm like, "Oh, so we're turning up tonight?" Okay, all right. We're I crazy. hope Mom doesn't come home. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, I totally get what you're saying. There's been so many things that I've internalized um, as a child. Uh, watching The Simpsons was one of those for a while. I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons until I was well into high school, uh, mm. and I always felt a little bad watching it even though my parents like subsequently let me like, it was like back basically when I was like four or five, uh, I had watched an episode of the Simpsons. Do you remember the babysitter bandit episode? I think so. Yeah. So the babysitter comes to the Simpsons mm-hmm. and she's actually there to rob the place and she ties up the kids yes. and steals their stuff. Yes, yes, yes. And it's funny cause you know, then Bart gives her hell and she ends up going crazy and being tied up. But I apparently saw that as a kid and it freaked me the fuck out because the babysitter was tying up the kids to the point where I didn't want a babysitter anymore. So my parents were just like, no more Simpsons for you. So then it, (laughs) but like, it was so popular that I like started sneaking watching it. Like when I was like 10 or 11 and then like just started watching it openly. But I always felt a little bad about it. Uh, not so That's much so anymore. Funny. I had the same thing. Only I watched uh, Family Guy because Family Guy was the big thing when I was growing up. Right. And um, I'd watch like I think like the first season or two, and I was like I don't know I was probably like eleven, twelve, something like that. And my mom sat down with me and she watched it with me, and she just turns around and she goes, "Is this what you've been watching the whole time?" And I was just like, "Ugh, yeah." <laughs> she was like you can't watch this anymore. And I said, well, I've already watched it all. And she just shrugged and was like, well, okay then I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Damage is done. (laughs) I just love, I love that your mom would then just like get up, walk to the kitchen, take out a book called Rebecca, cross out neurosurgeon and write comedian. (laughs) (laughs) All the damage is is done. (laughs) This is why I am the way I am. The other one that got me always from a kid was, and I've de- believe me, I've definitely shaken this one off. Uh, I was only ever allowed two cookies at a time. Like after dinner, you're allowed two cookies. <laughs> so like when I first moved away from college to college and stuff, and I was like living on my own for the first time, I'd like, you know, I'd have some cookies and I'd like, I'd stop myself at two because I was just like, you can't, you can't have more than two cookies. That's, <laughs> that's just a rule that lives. And Oh boy, do I wish I had kept that up. Holy shit. Uh, I am not above sitting down and mowing down an entire row of Oreos. Cat, uh, just now, as we're recording, has decided she's going to make some sort of cake and she has bought two boxes of double stuffed Oreos to crumble up and they're just sitting there on the counter and it was everything in my power during our recording break not to rip one of those open and just like like a duck, just right down <laughs> Of course. I don't even know why they make single stuff, though. Come on, man. <laughs> I do like that ratio, though. No. I know, I know oh, I'm, I'm fucking a, crazy, but that... A that, huge double stuff. What do we even... Ah, I just... 
Oh, You're the real is... villain. What the fuck is this? <laughs> this is bullshit. You think, you think single stuff is the real villain? Yeah. Single stuff is the real villain. No, it's man, too much, that's... that's too much cookie. It's the OG. You need more, you need the... more frosting. Need that middle. The... Yum, yum, yum. We're really off topic. <laughs> <laughs> We've just gone down a hole. We've gone down the Oreo hole. Uh, of conversation. Let us know this. Okay. Uh, let, let me continue to pitch why I think Roxy is probably the worst character in the movie. <laughs> sure. Yeah, go for it. Um, first of all, uh, again, this is something that she... Okay, so she's cheated on her husband. She's murdered a man. She lies to her husband, says she, she lies about a pregnancy. She um, fakes what I have to, I'm going to call a medical condition. I know probably women fainted more than, but I'm going to say she fakes a medical condition several times. Um, and then when she does get everything she, or not everything she wanted, because what she actually wanted was to be famous and not to uh, be free, apparently. When she becomes free, she's only upset that people won't take her photo. And that, in that moment, makes her the worst person to me. This woman wants, knows somebody, okay? See somebody get hanged, okay? Like... Like a day before this, she knows this could be her reality. She becomes free, and her first concern is that nobody's taking her photo anymore. Yeah. Oh, no, we haven't learned a lesson. (laughs) (laughs) We have learned no lessons today, okay? And they were some pretty important lessons, I think. I think there were a couple of important ones. Do you know how easily... The of fame? Yeah. Yes. Do you know how easily she could have went back to the arms, okay, of John C. Riley? He's not a smart man. You know what I mean? You try to get pregnant one, two months, you could pop a baby out. <laughs> he wouldn't know any different. I'm telling you. I, I just picture it in John C. Riley's voice, him say, like, gee, that's been in there a long time. <laughs> like... <laughs> But like, oh, again, John C. Riley, the look on his face where like she's she's acquitted. She got away with murder. Uh, and he goes, well, come on, Roxy. Like, let's go home. And she just goes, you dumb idiot. Like, there was never any oh. baby. And like. Chilling. Chilling. And then he Craig. just walks out rejected. Do you know that's based on a true story? No. Yeah. So like uh, the woman who wrote the play originally. Uh, or the book originally like based the characters of Roxy and Velma on like two real murders and like they're the details of them are strikingly similar where like um, this one woman convinced uh, convinced her husband to like foot the entire bill for her legal defense and then divorced left him the day that she got acquitted. Like, isn't that that's fucking cold. Oh, yeah, that's super cool. But I, there's always a part of me. Okay. And I know this is, it doesn't make it, well, I think it does make it a little less cold. But I always try and look at this in the scope of like, what's the other part of your life like? Like, being a woman in this time period cannot be a thrill. So maybe taking that man's money and divorcing him afterwards, eh, <laughs> maybe it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> um, the except murder Amos, is not fine. <laughs> yeah, except that Amos is portrayed as nothing but a sweet man who is oh, maybe no, no. just a little bad at sex. Oh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. In the spectrum of this movie, I yeah. absolutely agree with you. He okay. is the best person in this movie. But if I hear about some woman, real oh, woman, okay. in the yeah. 1920s taking her husband's money and divorcing oh, sorry, him, sometimes person. I'm kind of like, eh, I, I, I need, I'm not saying she's right. I'm just saying we need more information. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Although You're if like, she did kill somebody, that's probably enough information. Uh, <laughs> and Like the other thing, uh, that just, just blows my mind is like, first of all, I could never murder somebody. I like, well, and I hope so. <laughs> well, I, I hope so, Craig. <laughs> but like the idea of living with that guilt would just kill me. Like I'd, Oh, even if I would, I'd be constantly worried about like, someone's going to figure it out. So I don't under, I really don't understand how getting acquitted of murder wouldn't just be such a relief. Like where all other worries would disappear. Like if I was, let's say I was wrongfully accused of murder, right? Uh-huh. I've been set up. Rebecca, something went wrong with the podcast. You framed me for murder. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you're, you're fucking in the Caribbean sipping like, uh, sipping, uh, margaritas or something like that. And I'm on trial for your murder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm super on board. So far. <laughs> That would be the highest level of stress for me imaginable. Like, I'd be like, I'm going to die. That's it. I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be hungry. Uh, be to no, higher stress for me is if I actually did. Oh yeah, obviously. But like, because <laughs> like I, I think you're right with the guilt that I, guilt stops me from doing like tiny things. <laughs> Cause like, I, I'll like have a moral conversation with myself. Like if I find $5 on the ground, I then have a moral conversation with myself. I'm not joking. <laughs> Where you're like, maybe they know the serial number. Like if I call the bank, no, of Canada, it's not about maybe being they caught. can tell me it's about like, maybe this was like some kid's money oh, or like yeah, it was, their yeah, la- yeah. you know what I mean? Like I just, I always like picture like this is, this was a big deal for somebody. Like Who I never picture it like a millionaire dropped a $5 bill and it's now mine. I always picture it like this was probably a kid's allowance. This fucking sucks. Yeah, that's true. I'm I not feel- saying I don't, I take it obviously. I mean, it's $5. Come on. I'm not a, yeah, I, you're not, not track, you're not tracking down who that belongs to. If it's five dollars, no, you get five dollars in a child's Pokemon wallet. Uh oh no, I send that back. If I if there's any information, I send. That what if back. there's what? What if there's no idea in it though? Oh, then I've got a sick new Pokemon <laughs> wallet. Are you serious? All right, I'm just testing the I'm testing the borders <laughs> of this guilt because I'm sure you've had the same thing too. Where like I've I've sometimes felt guilty about a general thing mm-hmm. i was like oh i did this in my past and i feel bad about it oh yeah but it's just the feeling and i can't pinpoint the event it's just this overwhelming feeling oh, that at yes. some point i have done something that was so bad that i should feel guilty about it now but i can never place like it's not phantom a real thing. guilt yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 phantom guilt man that's a, that's a, yeah, that's, I think that's just a form of anxiety. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's, that's, that's wild, man. I've been doing this thing. I, I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but my favorite new thing is, uh, if I'm feeling really stressed out, I'll just, uh, stand 
really straight, put my head up, and I'll just go, ah. (laughs) And I I call it my anxiety ghost, and it's me releasing my anxiety ghost. I only do it in the apartment, but it makes me feel very good. (laughs) That's great. Do what you can, you know? Sometimes you just need to make a noise. I'm a firm believer (laughs) that sometimes you just need to make some noise. Some some humming, some something. Um. So I think the first time you kind of brought this up to me, I was like, this is like, it floored me. I was like, that's fucking crazy. Uh, I am now a couple years into this podcast now. We're, almost, we're coming up on like two years. Um, I'm willing to admit you may be right a little bit. Uh, yes. I'm yes. not sure. I'm not sure. Uh mine is necessarily just random noises, but I will say I sing a lot in the apartment and Mm -hmm. I often direct it towards the cat, Uh, (laughs) which I think is just uh, like, I know it doesn't understand me. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it. So I'm not doing it to nobody. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. No, you need it. I'm telling you quarantine has brought out a lot (laughs) of interesting (laughs) signs to all people. I will touch on that at the end of the episode. It's more specifically. <laughs> uh, but anything else you wanted to mention about uh, Chicago? Catchy tunes? Uh, fucking. I don't know, man. I'm de- I would just say uh, that I'm definitely a lot more sympathetic to Velma's character than I am. Uh, yeah. Than I am uh, Roxy's character. I mean. Vilma extends her hand several times, okay? Even if it is for her own benefit, it is for their mutual benefit, okay? This idea of, like, let's... Oh, yeah, no, I was just going to say, like, Velma learns the lesson. That Like, that was your biggest criticism of Roxy, right? Is she never learns the lesson. So <laughs> Velma is shitty at the beginning and very quickly does learn to be humble and the fleetingness of fame and stuff like that. Yeah, and it just does not seem... Roxy will only agree to it when he, she gets everything she wants. It's yeah. it's literally her, her only chance is to go with somebody that she hates. Who, by the way, she started loving at the beginning of the film. Right. Looked up and, to. Yeah, and also... I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just going to back, uh, back her up on this. If It would not be my... I don't think it's within your interest to start pulling other people in if you're trying to get out of jail <laughs> for murder. You know what I mean? Well, like, I don't mean, think your priorities are pretty focused. Yeah. Yeah. You're just trying to not get hanged, <laughs> which is, you know, fair motivation. Yeah. Should anyone be murdered? No. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, maybe. Uh, I'm not condoning that. Uh, Listen, remember, record. This is a public record. This is. <laughs> <laughs> you know who has it fucking coming? Donald yeah. Duck. Fuck that Donald guy. Duck. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm just saying, like in the in the context of this film, I think everybody is terrible. Uh, but again, Velma is the better character. When the shoe is on the other foot, I get to reiterate. She says. Roxy tells her that she is washed up, fat, and that she's never going to get out of jail. Ooh, 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 we frosty. That's that's frosty. I don't, I don't see any problem. And I also uh, don't see any problem with her bringing the diary in. I don't think that's a particularly 
uh, I don't think that's a particularly vicious move. Okay. This woman just told you you're going to rot in jail. Eh. Maybe, yeah. maybe if you get, if I get my own immunity, sure. I'll bring in your diary that was given to me and facilitated by people that have more power than me. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Somebody else is going to bring this in. Oh fuck. Rebecca, I'm on trial for your murder. I'm turning jailhouse snitch so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> you should check the joke notebooks first. Yeah. <laughs> there is a wealth of information. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we can both agree. Velma is probably the most redeemable out of a pretty irredeemable. Uh, out of all of, of the murderers. Out of all the murderers. <laughs> Remember, murder is our starting line here. I like um, I like her the best. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I guess it's probably time for our definitive rankings of the villains. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, so I've got the uh, so the, the name of the movie is Chicago. Um, uh, so I gave it the Chicago style uh, scale uh, in name of the city. So from a Chicago style hot dog uh, to a Chicago style deep dish pizza, uh, I'm giving uh, Velma and Roxy uh, Chicago style mixed popcorn. Uh, you know, a little caramel, a little bit of uh, uh, powdered cheese there because it's cheesy, it's sweet, and uh, shouldn't work together, but actually does. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've got uh, the underwear scale, essentially, or underwear lingerie, I, w- I would say, because that's literally all I could think about this whole film. Yep, <laughs> it's very prominent. Um, and so I'm I'm gonna rate Velma's character. I gave her from uh, Granny Panties to uh, the Garter on your wedding day. I'm going to give her a thong. This woman will get up your ass. <laughs> She's gonna get up your ass. Okay, for sure. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> Oh, I think that's one of my favorite scales in a very long time. That's fantastic. There's no other way to describe this woman. She's going to get up your butt. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yes. Uh, yeah, but uh, I, before we get to our hero and villain of the week, uh, a couple ways you guys can help out the podcast. Uh, first of all, as we mentioned, uh, this was a movie that was uh, uh, mentioned on our Patreon where people got to vote for it for the audience choice. It didn't win, but we still uh, did it anyway. So, uh, we are on Patreon, so if you have a couple bucks uh, that you want to help with production costs of the podcast or, or what have you, we have a whole bunch of tiers um, for whatever uh, whatever you're willing to contribute. Um, as we said, on one level, you can vote on audience suggestions every month to decide what Rebecca and I are going to talk about uh, next month, um, so you can hop on there. And we also have, uh, at our highest tier, we have two bonus episodes every month which you can jump on and uh, listen to and uh you'll also get all the back catalog of our, our previous episodes so if you're looking for some content uh oh my god do we have it for you it's there so if you're interested in that uh you can hop on to uh, patreon.com slash the villain was right and uh, help us out there and uh, if you just want to get in touch with us uh, as always you can hit us up at uh vwr podcast on twitter villainwasright at gmail.com if you would like to email us. And we also, villainwasright on Facebook. Uh, guys, yeah, send in your suggestions. Hit us up. We love that. Um, we love to pick things uh, that are also maybe not musical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. I just, it's not. I'm, I'm so sorry to the it's musical fans that listen to this podcast. I do apologize. I don't feel like I'm doing you justice. 
I believe the next musical we have, we will bring on a guest. I need somebody <laughs> that knows what's going on because sometimes I don't know. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> so yeah, definitely hit us up on any of those things. Also, as always, you can leave us, if you haven't done this before, uh, leaving a one sentence review is free and it helps us, us a super huge amount. So, and if you've already done it, thank you so much. Some of you have been leaving us the cutest reviews and they're so uplifting. You really, some of you are really getting me through the day. Tell you that. <laughs> and now it is time for uh, Heroes and Villains of the Week. What do you got this week, Rick? Uh, yeah, so because this was uh, a musical, it had me thinking back to my uh, uh, Master Engineering musical days where we put on a parody uh, musical. And specifically, uh, so the Hero of the Week is my uh, good friend, our uh, old friend, uh, Matt Sykes, uh, who I haven't seen in a couple of years. But um, so this musical was kind of the first time that I'd ever been in charge of people, uh, which is its own kind of learning curve, right? Um, but my buddy uh, Sykes, as we called him, um, he was in this show because he was an absolutely fucking wild card, right? Like you never knew what he was going to do. He was always goofing off, um, but always came up with the funniest shit, right? Like um, like we, we'd work like months on this sort of thing, and uh, it would come to show night and I would have to like give the speech like, okay, guys, we there was always the temptation that people wanted to throw in extra like fucks or shits or whatever, extra swear words. And it would end up ruining jokes that we'd spent a long time working on. So I don't like you have to give the speech which is like, okay, guys, we're really proud of what we've done. Just nobody improvise. Nobody try and do it because it'll throw throws other people off and we've worked really hard and we, we know what we're doing. So just just stick to to what we've rehearsed. And then someone was always like, well, what about Sykes? And I, I was just like, oh, obviously not him. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> like that's, that's <laughs> because like he never said the same line twice. Right. But every single time it was absolutely fucking hilarious. But and he was he was, I will say, always really good about making it fit into the thing. He's like, well, as you know, they always say and he would just come up with a new saying every single time. And it was hilarious. So he was always a bit of a, uh, a wild card, uh, always someone who needed a little bit of managing and like. Again, I, I count him among my friends at the time. But um, this one time, we we're in rehearsals, and I'm probably hungover. It's the end of the day. I'm super tired. I'm trying to get the entire cast and crew together to, like, work on something. And I just catch him, like, off to the corner, like, talking or, or doing something. And I just snapped. I was like, Sykes, knock it off. And I just yelled at him point blank and went on. It was fine. And later he told me, this is so great. He's like, Craig, honestly, I thought you did such a good job managing me in that. He's like, because I know I can be difficult to work with. But you were always like really soft with me. You kind of let me go do my own thing. And like you weren't reining me in. He goes, but that one time I was so mad at you. Because that was the one time I legitimately was not doing anything. <laughs> he's like, for, he's like, you had, he's like, absolutely, you had reason to yell at me about a thousand times all through that. And you were always so patient. And he goes, but that was like literally the one time I was not goofing off. I was just answering a question someone beside me had. <laughs> So, I mean, it's all a learning curve. He, that's my hero of the week, uh, Matt Sykes, the one guy I uh, yelled at when I shouldn't have. 
That's Leadership so funny. is a curse. Yeah. Oh, this week I just want to take a, t- a second to talk about how I think truly we all need to calm down a little bit. <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys have noticed that I every time I go out now, people are screaming at each other, like screaming over the tiniest things. It is uh, there's a bunch of people not wearing masks for some reason. That doesn't make any sense to me. I <laughs> it's always people that should wear a mask too. <laughs> I don't know. Obviously we should all wear masks, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like um anyway, I saw this guy the other day and it was just another great example. All I've been doing is putting my headphones on every time I leave the house. Okay, because I I will not be if I if I get yelled at, that's fine. I'm just don't want to be aware of it. I don't want to listen to it. Um so I normally leave with my headphones off. Anyway, I was getting some uh, beer delivered to the house and I stepped outside to like wait for the guy to come because I knew he was showing up soon. And I see this guy walking up to me and he's caught. He's really coughing, like really going over the top. He has a mask on, but he's like, anyway, so I take one step over. (laughs) Okay. I clear the path. Okay. Cause I go, okay. I'm going to give him a little more space because he needs it. And now when I see people do this for me, I love, I love this. Thank you so much. Thank you for give everyone a little room. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much. That's wonderful. Sometimes like I, I'm going, I go for runs at night, whatever. Uh, people are very kind to move out of the way. This guy took this as a personal fucking insult. Okay. Uh, which I can't understand on a fundamental, <laughs> but he's just like, Oh, so I guess you don't like me. You don't like me, do you? And I was just like, um, I'm sure you're fine. <laughs> like, I don't know how to respond to that shit. So he literally say, I'm like, I'm sure you're fine. And then he just looks at me. He's like, nah, I don't know. I don't know. He goes, let me ask you a question. What do you think about this? He goes, do you think they're going to have the Santa Claus parade this year? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? He goes, and I swear to God, his, and I looked at, I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, do you think they're going to have the Santa Claus parade this year? Do you think they are, A, going to have it virtually, B, have it in person, C, have it, and he just, he listed like four or five different options, and I was like, I don't know, maybe they'll do it virtually, and he was just like, well, that's not really a parade now, is it? <laughs> just, what's going on and thank god at that moment the the delivery guy pulled up and i was like oh hello thank you i'm sorry i'm waiting for i gotta go talk to this guy now and i just like excused myself but it's just like people are popping off i had to stop myself the other day i was walking by and this guy parked in front of a fire hydrant but he was still in the car like, it's not like he, like he could have pulled out if there was an emergency or something. But I was having such a bad day that I was like, I'm going to fucking scream at this guy. And then I thought, that's not for him. Okay, that's not, <laughs> it's not because of anything he's doing. That, that's you, girl. You need to relax. I literally had a full 30-second conversation in my head with myself and been like, okay. <laughs> shh, 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 shh. Just, just me petting myself. Shh, 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 shh. 
just just quiet down, quiet down. Like it's so. I guess my point is is that I think we're all losing it a little fucking bit. Tempers are high. I will say that. Yeah, yeah. and just. Just the next time, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm just saying the next time you feel like screaming at somebody, just ask yourself if they deserve it. Just take 10 <laughs> seconds and be like, mm, is this me or them? And if it's still them, go for it. But if it's not, mm, maybe relax. <laughs> I love, that's great advice. Is this me is perfect <laughs> yeah. advice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's it. That's great. Um, well, uh, I think that does it uh, for us uh, this week. Rebecca, where can people find you? As always, at Rebecca Reads on anything of your choosing. Yeah, and you can uh, follow me at Craig Fake Comedy on Facebook or Twitter. Um, also, if you're in the mood, I do have a new a, uh, a new uh, video series out now. Craig Faye Builds a Clock, which uh, just like the villain was right, uh, the title explains itself. Uh, I am building a clock. <laughs> Uh, from scratch, and I'm uh, having a little fun with it. I'm explaining uh, all the kind of fun physics and mechanics of how how it all works. Um, so episode three uh, should be out now, or will be out uh, very very quickly, depending on how uh, I get my ass in gear. And uh, so uh, just go head on to over to YouTube and uh, throw in uh, Craig Fay builds a clock uh, to check that out. And please, if you enjoy it, please like and subscribe. Um, but that's it for us on the podcast uh, this week. Uh, tune in next week where we will be uh, we will be tackling the Netflix movie the Eurovision Song Contest with Will Ferrell which was just released Uh, so we'll be doing that and until then uh, this has been The Villain Was Right uh, reminding you that fame is fleeting (laughs) The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network for more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, web comics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.